Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. Today's boating and fishing update is proudly brought to you by Sea Eye Care and Mako Eyewear. And what a wonderful crew they are too at Sea Eye Care, Mako Eyewear. But Hardy, of course, what a job has this bloke got. Andrew Hart, good morning to you, Hardy. Where, where the heck are you with this Cod Nationals at the moment? Good morning to you, Mike. Um, What's that? In the middle of Lake Mawala, which is uh, Yarrawonga, Mawala. So obviously the border of Victoria and New South Wales inland a bit. Beautiful spot, absolutely beautiful spot. It's Murray River that is in the form of a big lake. Um, and it is full, well, we're told it is full of Murray cod. But um, we've fished for two and a bit days now, and we're yet to register a legal fish. We catch sort of lots of small ones, but... Um, it's the legal ones that score well, and um, you know we're languishing down the bottom of the uh, of the leaderboard. But pardon my ignorance, I didn't even know there was a cod nationals. No, look, it's been I think it's been going for twenty odd years. It's, there you it's go. A, it's, a, it's a cash tournament. It's not a. Um, it's, there's only well, I say only, but there's seventy people in it, um, and you know there's an entry fee, and you're fishing for big money, so. This year on the show, I just thought it'd be fun to do a few of those big tournaments around the place because mm-hmm. people take it very seriously. Um, oh, as they and, would. Uh, look, you know, we're not we're taking it a little bit less seriously, but um, but still trying. And look, it's been a really tough fight, so we're actually still in it. We're actually still fairly optimistic, I guess. Um, you know, caught at the best of times are hard to catch, but there's there's not much between us at the bottom and the guys at the top. You know, only really a couple of nice fish. So you've just got to be. Have your lures in the water, Mike? That's all you got to do. But are they are they good eating fish? I mean, I I haven't heard anything anything good in that regard at all, except the, in the size of them. But they're, are they good eating? They're, look, I've never eaten one, but Mick, my teammate here, who's you know cod guru, is giving it the thumbs up. Um, they they I know that they've got like a layer of fat, which is never a great thing when you, <laughs> when you cut a fillet of fish. But I think if you do them right and you cut the fat out. Um, and you probably you choose your size. You don't want one too big. You want one just size. Um, you know, so size size a size fish here is fifty five centimeters, which is a fairly substantial fish. You know, because they're quite a thick fish too. So they're big. Yeah, know, a size fish is probably two kilos um, or more. And then obviously the you know the thing that gets cod anglers is the fact that you're only ever one cast away from hooking something truly enormous. Um, you know, meter, meter plus fish are the holy grail, and there are plenty of them in this. In this, oh, that would be just sensational and absolutely brilliant. That's on hook, line, and sinker. But that's a, that's an upcoming episode, so we've got a bit bit to wait for that one. We do indeed. Yeah, look, we've only really just started filming, so this will be you know episode number two. We'll be on here with a new series around about the start of August. That's the plan. So, um, oh, good. Yeah, we got another we got another day and a bit of fish here today. And, uh, this is top, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can just get a. A couple of nice fish, and that'll see us go up the leaderboard. Oh well, good luck with that. Tell me though, um, there's been some a few swordfish actually being caught lately. Really? Yeah, yep. So Tassie's renowned uh, for the swordfish fishing. It's not it's not flooded fishing. You know, there's a bit to it. You know, there's sort of a bigger boat, so it happens yeah. out on the continental shelf. Um, and I know in the last week or so, there's been a few caught, um, which is probably about right. March, April, May, the best month for them. Um, so you go out to about 400, 500 metres of water, uh, tie a great big rock onto your boat and uh, and send it down to the bottom and uh, and break the rock off and, and drift your boat down there in that depth of water. And um, look, it's, it's a, it sounds silly, but it, it actually works really well. And um, yeah, look, if you hook a swordfish, you'll certainly know about it. I was thinking uh, you would, wouldn't you? Fighting fish, good heavens. 
they're a great fighting fish. They're a great, they're a great big fish. Um, and the other thing about them, though, is they're a great eating fish. So, um, you know, a lot of guys catch them and let them go, but others sort of, you know, catch them and put them in the freezer. And the thing about swordfish is you, um, you know, they freeze really well. And, um, yeah, no, that's absolutely delicious to eat. So. Oh, yum. It's a, that, and yeah. Every time I talk to you, it's like, it's, I'm glad it's on a Friday because it's like you suddenly go, I've got to have some fish and chips. <laughs> yeah, go on. Too much. <laughs> Travella or something like that. Oh, Absolutely, I love it, and I'm lucky because at Georgetown they have the best uh, fish and chips in the world, just about there. Hey, tell me, uh, trout is still fishing well in the in the in the rivers? Uh, apparently, I mean, whereabouts are you talking yeah. here? Yeah, no, trout are still going really well. The weather's still good, and the, you know the trout are really active still. Um, you know, they they start to probably think about spawning in the next sort of week or you know month or so. Um, but while the season's still open, which is you know to the end of this month. Um, mm. They're active and the rivers are flowing beautifully because we've had we've had a bit of that summer rain and um, yeah, look, it's still worthwhile just going out and wandering around. However you fish, you know, I know that the dry fly fishing's still good, uh, but you know, if you want to throw a worm in or a little spinner or something like that, uh, get your trout fixed before the season closes, I guess, because they're still fishing pretty well. And also, you, uh, I noticed uh, Bridport. You've got, got a note here. Bridport is on fire. Oh, my cousin. So he has been smashing the big snapper. And oh, snapper. The other day he got something like seven snapper up to about six or seven kilos and, and you know, seven or eight kingfish as well, all in the same session. So, um, look, it, it's the north coast, all along the north coast, is fishing really well for snapper, the kingfish still, uh, whiting still, so... You know, it's still a good time, Mike. It's still a good time. So if we get some nice weather, get out there and have a go. And I noticed too, I was uh, another flathead. There's some, uh, I saw a photo in the paper, some enormous flathead being caught at the moment. So there's some good fish out there. But it was interesting reading that the current fuel prices are, uh, you know, curtailing a bit of an activity or two because people are sort of saying, well, maybe I can put it in, I can go down and do a bit of reef, you know, on the, on the rocks or whatever, but I can't put the boat out. It's too expensive to fill it up. Oh, it's scary, isn't it? Um, yeah, I filled up my boat the other day. And it was horrible. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Nicely <laughs> said. Horrible. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's just the world we live in, I guess. But um, yeah, look, there's always landboats options and cheaper options, and you know, more bread and butter fishing options. Um, you know, you can you can just go anywhere, anywhere in Tassie. We live in a pretty good spot, you know. When the weather's good, all the water holds fish of some sort. Yeah, it does indeed. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Hardy. Enjoy it up there. What a good spot to build. Sounds a little breezy, but I hope you do a little bit better and pick up a few bigger cod. Thanks, mate. Give me some lucky cod vibes. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we uh, we don't come last because that'll be embarrassing. Okay, you've got the vibes heading your way. Thanks, Andrew. Good to talk to you, Hardy. Thanks, mate. Bye, mate. Bye for now. A boating and fishing report. Of course, thanks to the wonderful crew at Sea Eye Care and Mako Eyewear as well. Andrew Hart there uh, with Tasmania Talks. And it is a free-for-all Friday. Meryl moments on the way as well. But uh, a message from Taz Water. We've sent to a media release. Can I mention this, Mike? Certainly um, keep areas clear for our water meter readers. There you go. From I'll read the media release to you. Uh, from snakes and bees to trees and garden beds, Taz Water's meter readers face a number of hazards when they come out to take readings at properties throughout the year. As the people on the ground customers see... Tazwater is shining the light on meter readers through its new social media campaign as such. Tazwater meter reading coordinator Heath Johnson encourages property owners to ensure their water meters are kept clear as it can help mitigate these 
hazards. Which can well imagine. Uh, and the quote is, our meter readers can come into contact with a range of different hazards each time they do a read. He said, uh, spring is when we are more commonly dealing with snakes in the meter boxes. Oh, thanks for reminding me. There you go. While in autumn, bees and wasps are a big nuisance. We encourage property owners to help us out by ensuring their water meters are kept clear so no bushes or flowers are growing over the meters, not only to ensure they can easily access them but also results in less bees or wasps in the area. Although water meters are installed to be read by Taswater, knowing where your meter is situated is also helpful for the customers. The other quote is, we encourage our customers to find where their water meter is on their properties so in the event of an emergency such as a broken pipe inside the home, you'll be able to shut down the supply of water quickly and efficiently, potentially averting serious damage, according to Mr Johnson. This will also allow for customers to check their own usage and even query their bill if needed. We would also like to remind customers to um, inform them of any meter issues they might have, for example, broken lids. So we can ensure they remain safe, not just for our staff, but for customers too. And while Taswater is working to install more water meters that can be remotely read, it'll take about 15 years to renew the entire state's fleet, which consists of more than 218,000 meters. The final quote is, having clear and direct access to meters will reduce the number of estimations we are required to do when we cannot collect an actual read, says Mr Johnson. Keeping the areas clear for our water meter readers. A little message from Taz Water with Tasmania Talks. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.